Hi, this is Paul, just at the start of the show, and with a little public service announcement for everyone with ADHD. This is just a friendly reminder that if you're listening to this the same day that it came out, this is Christmas Eve. You literally have less than 12 hours to buy all the stuff you forgot to buy for Christmas. So get to it. Start panicking. And then a side note for moms, look for that one gift that you bought first, probably way back in October. There's a good chance you will forget it. Go look for it now. Your children will thank you. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Eat a Fix, a podcast about a couple hyperfixating on obscure pop culture. I'm your co-host, Paul Unger. And I'm your co-host, Jess Unger. And today, on Christmas Eve, we have a very special topic to discuss, especially for our last show of 2021. In 1968 special, actually. The Elvis comeback special. Man, is this one thing that I always love to revisit. And I didn't actually realize that this came out around Christmas. It was a holiday special on NBC. Yeah, it was released on December 3rd. Which is bonkers that that could technically be considered a Christmas, like a Christmas show to watch. Well, it wasn't supposed to be, but the Colonel forced their hand. They made him include one Christmas song. Which is surprising that he hasn't, he, he never did a Christmas movie. Which is surprising given the trend of it going on. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. You may be wondering to yourself, hey, why aren't they talking about Dune? Why is this episode a little bit later than the rest of them? And that is for one big reason. It's incredibly difficult to record with an infant who is going through sleep regression. So we just decide we're going to keep it light and fluffy because if we're going to be talking about Dune, we're going to be up all night and this is going to be a multi-hour episode. And right now... We don't have the collective spoons to do that, even though I will literally talk anyone's ear off about Dune at any given point in time. But if I need to edit that conversation afterwards, I will die. And we I, will die. I'm the one who typically would have to edit that, and I do not feel like dying. <laughs> no. So we are going to be pushing that conversation into 2022, probably with our first episode back in the year. Oh, I would say so, yeah. But before we get started, uh, there's something I actually want to talk about because yes. today, uh, actually, I had something that it's an ADHD achievement. Da, 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 da. So I've fancied myself a writer for many of years. Now ask me how many things I've ever completed. Not many. Not many and even less so that I've been happy about. But as a common trait, I have this idea in my head and have the stories in my head. But the second I try and get that down on paper, I can't put it down in a way that I'm happy with. So I've always just been content with, I'll have these ideas and never actually get a chance to do anything with them. But one night while I was up and was supposed to go to sleep, I actually ended up writing and actually wrote a complete story. And being impressed with myself for actually doing this, I sent it off to one of our friends, 
who then actually sent me a a call to action for a call for publications and kind of forced my hand to actually submit it for publication. So now I needed to put this out there. And I decided to bite the bullet and actually do it. And it was published. It was actually recently published in Siren's Call Publication. Yay! Which is free to download if you want to go check it out. But immediately after this was released, I had this big wave of imposter syndrome that washed over me. And this wasn't the first time that this happened. Basically, anytime I've gotten an award, an achievement, some accomplishment, it's immediately been followed by someone else deserved it. Someone else did better. (laughs) That I shouldn't be up there with these other people. And this has kind of been going back and forth of between elation and depression of going like, I'm garbage, but I'm amazing. I'm garbage, but I don't like, (laughs) I deserve to be happy. No, you deserve to be depressed. So that's been my day so far. And it's something that I know is very common with people with ADHD and other uh, neurodivergences. It's difficult to kind of compare yourself to other people and kind of feel validated even when other people have done it. I can see that. I mean, to a degree, a lot of neurotypicals get that as well. I know. I don't know if I would be considered neurotypical suffering from anxiety and periodic depression, but uh, that's been a big issue for me as well. Not that yeah, it's anything compared to what you go through, but I mean, like, I know what that's like to sit there and sign documents for a house and go... I'm a child. How am I allowed to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're in our 30s and legally have been adults for a good long while. But yeah, it's something that just uh, specifically today I was really kind of struggling with. But something that actually talking about the special while we were watching it kind of helped me out with. Because while Elvis was an incredibly confident individual... To know that while he's doing this special, kind of the first time he's been in a public place doing this performance, that he was incredibly nervous. Yes. Being back out there. Yeah. And being judged by, in this case, the entire nation who's watching this. And then being compared to all the other contemporaries who he had kind of fallen out of sync with with when it came to rock and roll. So... That's just a nice little segue to get us back on track with today's topic. Which is pretty good. But yes, to that particular subject, the thing is, he hadn't been... No, I said that wrong. He hadn't done a concert since before he went to the army. So when he came back, he had all these film deals and just kind of rolled with that for several years. So he did a few films before he went off to the army and then came back and went right back to them. So you're looking at a good six, seven years of not performing live concerts whatsoever. So he was super nervous about going back to that. Like, would he be received the same? But for this, the setting was very different. He wasn't on stage for everyone else to watch. He was like in the middle of the crowd on this lit, tiled square thing. In people of very close proximity, like I don't think the global panini notwithstanding that you would never actually have a musician of that that standing 
be on such a small stage with so many people swarmed around them? No, and especially someone of Elvis's caliber. I don't know how, and this is another thing we discussed, I do not know how all of those women kept their cool and were like not freaking out because they could literally run their finger down Elvis's leather pant leg. Like it wasn't difficult. He was always within arm's reach. And I, I don't know how, I don't know how they kept themselves together because if it was me, I would be bursting at my seams. <laughs> like I, it's mind boggling. But besides all that, let's just, let's get to the good part. What is your favorite part? Okay. About the whole thing. So there's been a few specials that have had that timeless quality that you can see them as a time capsule of what they were because they were just the peak tropes of that particular that, era. That era. Yeah. And they're just timeless. It's almost historical watching it, like a visual time capsule that you get to go and see. Yeah. And this is not that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because it has some very 60s elements in it that are incredibly 60s, but not the types of 60s that you would remember. There's some interpretive dance moments that go on a little bit too long. That's and, that's very typical 60s, though. Yeah, that was very on brand. Oh, yeah. And then you have the gospel with the almost like go-go dancing. Yeah, I don't understand. Where the, it's Elvis. He yeah. had to have the women's. But we did have a return of my favorite element that we haven't been able to talk about for so long. That's true. And this was very much present in this special. Tell Which us what it I is. I wasn't expecting. Uh, the return of Captain Kirk's School of Cinematic Combat, where he has choreographed fight moments with the, what I can only imagine, are Juilliard-trained dancers that were in the scene. And to set the stage, I need to paint this picture. Yes. So Elvis breaks from his unplugged plane and does the skit of the guitar man. Yeah. And we see him in one scene go into a, I'm trying to find the, into a brothel. Yes. And in one scene. And basically it has him getting surrounded by the mosh pit of very pink, very pink, flexible dancers. Yeah. Just getting all up in his face. And then Elvis making some very not okay suggestions towards these women in song. Yeah. Which, not okay. But the next scene where the guitar man ventures off again after the police raid the brothel. Again, this is a skit for his holiday special. (laughs) He is walking down what I can only assume is a carnival beach by the set dressing. Possibly Coney Island, maybe. Where he... Runs into Boss a... man. Yes. Th- who is dressed as a typical New Yorker gangster who Elvis immediately steals his girl. The boss man breaks his guitar, meaning he is just man now. <laughs> the guitar is no longer. And then he gets accosted by the Jets. Or the Warriors in this case, because yeah. they had the red bandanas. Oh, yes. They dance fight him and come at him all intimidating like well being dressed as yes the warriors it's shirtless it, of course just the leather vests 
And it's a lot more acrobatic than anything else I've seen. Yes, it is. There was some flips. Elvis gets taken down to the ground at one point. Yep. The the decade of karate leading up to that definitely shows quote unquote a lot. <laughs> but you're 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 missing one vital part though. He is doing all of this fighting also while simultaneously singing a very sweet love song to this lady that he's just rescued from from Bossman. Well, so this song is happening and he's like, I don't like the way that he treats you. I'm going to treat you so much better. You're so lovely. Punch, kick, pow, flip. (laughs) And it's in this scene here, I would say he hasn't just attended the school. He teaches it. He is, he is graduated. He teaches. He is a teacher. Oh, yes. (laughs) He is no longer a student. That PhD is not honorary. Man, I love that scene so much, but it's one of those things that I feel like you really need to see it to believe everything that's happening because it's bonkers. Every time we've revisited this, I still cannot believe what I am seeing. I know. I I love it so much, but it is not good. <laughs> but not, that's not to say that I didn't like the special. He definitely shows he is still a very capable singer in this. He has some great songs in it. Yes. He has the he has the sets where he's playing with the Jordanaires and they're just kind of Oh, it's not the Jordanaires. Oh, sorry. He plays with uh the three original guys he started with. Oh, okay. So like Scotty Moore, DJ Fontana. I think the third guy was a filler because that I think they may have passed away. I can't think of what his name is right now. But yeah, DJ Fontana and Scotty Moore were there. Oh, okay. And Sorry, that was my that's my janky memory there. Yeah. But the moments where they're just on stage and just riffing. Riffing and talking amongst themselves and joking is I want to say like the fight scenes, that's campy. I love it, but that <laughs> moments where he's he's playing with them. That's my favorite moments there. I know, because he jokes around and he like switches the words to the songs to make them silly and just tells stories and makes jokes. It's it's fun. It's kind of nice to see, I guess, what he... Not, not necessarily what he's like, because Lord knows that is not what he's like amongst his friends. We know he was a little bit more rowdy than that, of course. But just like to see a little bit of his sense of humor and how how silly he could be. And what was your favorite part of it? The leather parts. (laughs) So Elvis's outfit is leather pants, leather jacket, half zipped up, with uh, leather cuffs and rolled up sleeves on his jacket. And I agree with Jess. That is a highlight. Man is pretty. Very. There's not enough talcum powder in the world to not make that suit uncomfortable but whoever was picking out his outfits at that point who decided no sir sequins will not do for this outfit and decided on that whoever you are thank you yes so 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 much because elvis's butt looks good any day of the week but it was phenomenal in those pants (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it was just the energy he exuded, plus that whole aesthetic, how 
free he seemed to be to kind of do what he wanted to an extent, of course, because he still had some strict instructions from from Colonel Parker. Um, but it was just, there was some good energy coming from that. The unplugged part is one of my favorites. I hate the interpretive dancing. That's just me. But yeah, the unplugged parts yeah. are, there's not enough of them. There I, should have been more. I think what was, like, the interpretive dancing can be really good. There's some scenes and some movies are just some theater where it's fantastic. And it's really difficult to do on film if you're not capturing it right. Yeah. And they decide to put this person in a black leotard on a black background with like a stark red floor and dance. So it's just muddled, especially with the quality of the footage, trying to get it across. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I'm all these people, whoever gets like these small little parts or do do these numbers, I'm sure they are so much more than that one dance. Yeah. Because whoever was the leader of the Jet Warriors. He was good. He was bringing it hard and bringing it harder than everyone else. And I'm sure he had an illustrious career before and after this. Because, again, there were some of those dancers that were definitely bringing their A-game and other people who were just there. <laughs> but I I may be misremembering this just because I remember the big set piece with the, uh, uh, it was like a callback to Jailhouse Rock with all the people sort of dancing in sort of... Uh, the cells. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was the choreogra- uh, choreographer who did that, who came back for the special. I um, can't remember. I'm just trying to search the memory banks for if that was the case. But something about that is... I don't think so. I think it was just a callback because it wasn't necessarily choreographed. They were basically just like, take this guitar, you're going to be shaded, do a different pose on every beat. So there wasn't really anything choreographed. Everyone was doing their own thing. However, I think they also did a callback to that in the uh, A Little Less Conversation, A Little More Action remix in the music video too. Yes. Uh, oh, I'd, God, it's or, been years since I've seen that. Yeah, that the, sounds very familiar though. I'm but, pretty sure you're right. Yeah. The only reason the weirdest thing was I learned about that song from watching Smallville. All right. Because it's this scene where he's learning that he has laser vision. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Weird thing. I could go on about this. But it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also at that point, and I'm struggling for struggling to remember the actor's name from that. From what? From Smallville for Clark Kent. Oh, I don't know his name. Oh. I can find out if you need it. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the reason why that sticks out in my head. And I think that was before YouTube. So you need to like download a QuickTime movie of that. Yeah. I, or wait for it to come around on much music. Yeah. I do uh, not miss that. Miss what? Waiting for music videos to come on for much music. Oh my God. I used to live on that channel. I watched much music. I didn't even care. Like there were videos I wouldn't watch back then, <laughs> back in my, my early teens. Um, Marilyn Manson videos used to scare me. So when they came on, I would flip the channel until it was over and then I would go back. because. Just in case, I could not miss pop-up video. Because if I did, I would be angry. 
And if you're not Canadian, you may be missing out on a few things there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at pop-up video. It's actually really cool if it if you can find it somewhere. It's It has to be out there somewhere. It was, it was so much fun. I loved it. All that to say, I think yeah. there was a callback in that music video. Which is great. I, actually, we'll... Uh, we'll check that out after. Yeah. I wish this had a little bit more cultural stain power. Yeah. And it definitely shows why it doesn't as you watch it a little bit more critically, that it does not have the same power as other people's specials did around that time frame. It is definitely kind of falls a little bit further down. It's highly rated, but still other people have had a little bit more popular specials. Well, I think it still carries because it's Elvis and it's his comeback special and that leather outfit. That is what carries that special. Nothing else really kind of... That and If I Can Dream. Yeah. And the fact that it's Elvis, and you can't really top that. Now, do you want to tell the folks at home why you have such a familiar idea of what his outfit looks like from the 68 special? Do I have to? (laughs) Yes. What's on your desk, Jessica? One of the weird Elvis things I own is an Elvis 1968 special Ken doll. It came with a guitar and a microphone and a stand and a certificate of authenticity. I saved up my money. He was $42 at the time. I was probably 13. It was a good purchase. I was so embarrassed, but I did it anyway. (laughs) I'm not mad. He keeps me company at work now. (laughs) One of the benefits of working from home. You got Elvis with you all day long. Exactly. Now, this special is one that's a little bit harder to come by than others. You can still find bits and pieces of it, but to find it in its entirety, you do need to buy it. It, You do, and it does not come cheap. It's very, very expensive. And again, I am surprised, again, at the lack of any of his movies on streaming services. It's getting to me because I can't figure out why they're not even on Paramount+. Plus. I am annoyed at the fact that you can't buy all the DVDs. I will never be able to own the whole collection. It's just not something I'll have. And that's infuriating. (sighs) Maybe one day somebody's going to put them out. I feel like every time it just, it's something that's nagging at me. Like that one little thing about the fandom that makes it hard. Because I know there was a discord of uh, younger fans that we found out when we were putting the show together and we realized what we wanted to talk about first and the lengths that they went through to find the movies because they couldn't find them either in their country or they couldn't find physical copies of them yeah was baffling yeah and it was amazing like and you- they even helped us when we couldn't find a few uh like we had dvds that have just gone missing in moves and now we can't replace them and they've just been like oh go here it's like Okay. Cool. Th- Thank that's you. That's awesome. Yeah, that came in super handy when we needed to find uh, Love Me Tender because you can't find a DVD of that to save anyone's life. And that's, yeah, missing from the box sets of you have 90% of the movies, but a lot of like some of the staples that are just not there. Well, that one, I think that's because it came from a different uh, studio mm-hmm. than the others because the other ones were Paramount. Paramount yeah, I think it's Paramount and MGM. Yeah. That were the two. 
Yeah. Now, as far as like which publication or distribution houses or whatever it was, because deals there in the 60s are so different than deals now. Yep, exactly. But like it's super easy to get a hold of pretty much all the Hal Wallace produced ones. But any of the other ones, you are hard pressed. Like I searched for years for King Creole until finally it was gifted to me in a box set. And I could not believe it because I searched high and low for that. It's so difficult to find. Yeah. But yes, I would like to start making watching the special a yearly Christmas tradition. See, and that's the thing. I didn't realize that it was. Because a lot of the versions that... I think the version that we had watched didn't have the... uh, Didn't have the Guitar Man skin. Oh, yeah. The one we watched here didn't have Blue Christmas in it. Yeah. So we didn't have that. So there wasn't that trigger of like, why the Christmas music while we're listening to this? Yeah. They shoehorned Blue Christmas in there. Yeah. So it's something I'm definitely okay with. And uh, given how eclectic our Christmas movie habits are, it's definitely something that would be welcome. And Wanda Want, I think when it comes around to it next December, we'll go a little bit more in depth into our Christmas movie habits. I think that would be great. That's almost like a month-long thing to talk about. Absolutely. But as we end this, Next episode in 2022, hopefully it gets better, and we'll be talking about Dune. Primarily Dune 2021, but we're definitely going to be talking about all the other versions that led to us finally getting what can be seen as a pretty dang decent adaptation. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a long one though, folks, so strap yourselves in. Make sure you got room in your day. So, happy holidays, get that Christmas shopping done, and find that gift that you think you lost, and remember to like what you like, no matter what the mean kids say. Bye. So a big thank you to Ethel and the Androids for the use of their song, Used to Know You, for the intro and the outro. You can find the link to their SoundCloud in the show description, as well as all our links to our social media. And thanks for tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you like the show, be sure to review and subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice.